Hello, welcome to Thoughts from the Psalms, a series of meditations from the great hymn book of the Bible. I'm David Friary. Psalms 113 to 118, known as the Egyptian Hallel Psalms. In our last programme, we began looking at the third of the six Egyptian Hallel Psalms. It's Psalm 115. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory, for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. Why should the nations say, Where is their God? Our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see, they have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell, they have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Those who make them become like them, so do all who trust in them. O Israel, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord, he is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord has remembered us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, both the small and the great. May the Lord give you increase, you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. The heavens are the Lord's heavens, but the earth he has given to the children of man. The dead do not praise the Lord, nor do any who go down into silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Praise the Lord. The theme of Psalm 113 is the God of creation, and 114 was about the God of the Exodus. Now Psalm 115 shows that our God is the God over other gods. In that we saw in the first part the praise given to God in liturgy and also that he is God above his own people, the people of Israel. But today in the second of these two talks of Psalm 115 we will focus on how God reigns supreme over all other so-called gods. He is God above other gods. This psalm is not just about our response and praise to God. There's also a strong focus on the surrounding nation's understanding of God, or rather the lack of it. The psalmist is about to show us the folly of these nations and their false gods. We are actually presented with a situation which would really be quite funny if it weren't so serious. But we need to be careful about laughing when our God is being mocked. The Jews' enemies couldn't understand it. All their own so-called gods had images that you could see and worship, though constrained by the limitations of the human senses. If Israel really had a god, then where was he? We can't see your god, they said. They were genuinely perplexed. Surely there had to be a statue or likeness of him somewhere. But the Holy of Holies in the temple was empty and contained no statue, 
but only a box with some stone tablets, Aaron's rod and a preserved jar of manna. Possibly the question was a bit unsettling to the Jews, making them feel a little uneasy, as they were still not totally free, even though back in their own land. But whether this uneasy feeling was the case or not, certainly their response was one which won back the initiative. Well, actually, our God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases, says verse 3. The truth is that the Lord God cannot be pinned down into a fixed image or idol. Imagine two boys arguing, my dad's better than your dad. No, he's not, says the other. Well, this contest of the gods is more serious than this. As King Solomon prayed at the dedication of the temple in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, But will God indeed dwell with man on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain you. How much less this house that I have built. And as Psalm 113 verse 4 said, The Lord is high above all the nations, and his glory above the heavens. Or as the song says, All heaven declares the glory of the risen Lord. And all of this cries out that our God is more powerful than all your pagan gods put together. I'm so glad I'm a Christian. And if you're a Christian, aren't you glad for yourself as well? But of course, if you want a different God than our wonderful and powerful God, as indeed amazingly some people seem to want, then there is something you can do. This is just brilliant. Listen. Take the trunk of a decent species of tree, cut it in half and use that half to burn on your fire. It'll keep you warm and also provide heat for cooking your bread and meat. Then take the other half of the trunk and carve it into a god, an idol, and then fall down to it and worship it. Pray to it and say, deliver me, you are my god. No, this is not brilliant, is it? It's an abomination to the Lord, the true God of heaven. That account is actually a very loose summary and paraphrase of Isaiah chapter 44 about the folly of idolatry. Actually quite funny if it weren't so serious. Verses 4 to 7 of Psalm 115 show the serious folly. Is that contradiction to put those two words together? But you know what I mean. The serious folly of creating your own idols. Their idols are silver and gold the work of human hands. They have mouths but do not speak, eyes but do not see, they have ears but do not hear, noses but do not smell, they have hands but do not feel, feet but do not walk, and they do not make a sound in their throat. Just not worth having, are they? There really are people who worship constructed idols still today, and it's not just in faraway lands. Our idols may well be particular physical 3D images of gods or saints. I remember many years ago visiting a Spanish holiday resort. It was Easter Sunday and it was just as lots of people were processing with grotesque religious statues which had little to do with the God of the Bible. But do we not also make idols of our own possessions such as our cars, TV sets and so on or our favourite pop stars and sports personalities. And note this, whether it is the true God of the Bible or any other gods that one worships, there's a logic to what happens. Look at verse 8. Those who make them become like them, and so do all who trust in them. In other words, we become what we worship. 
or we are what we love. As somebody has written, the desire of the heart shapes us, and what it shapes us into will look like the object of our love and worship. If you're ever tempted to wonder whether in Christianity you've backed the right horse, if a horse racing gambling term is not too irreligious or offensive, then just look at all those other religions which surround us today. In principle, they're no different from those of the psalmist day, a plethora of empty gods and idols. The ideas of humans are made by human hands with materials that were created by God in the first place. Christianity is under attack today. It always has been on and off over the last 2,000 years. Today, though, does seem to be a particularly difficult time for Christians in so many countries. And here in Britain, we may feel that the tide is also turning against us with attacks on many of the biblical standards and practices upon which our country was built. The psalmist, therefore, quite rightly, spends the rest of the psalm exhorting his readers to trust in the Lord. O Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. You who fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The psalmist then goes on to talk about how the Lord blesses his people. We see that six times in verses 12 to 18. But we haven't time to explore these verses in any detail right now. But the main thoughts I want to leave with you are that God cannot be pinned down into a fixed form or an idol. He stands over them all and in contrast to them. We become what we worship. If we want to be like God, then we must worship him alone and not be drawn off into the byways of false religion. Our worship must ultimately be for God's benefit and glory. And from this, we will benefit ourselves and we will also benefit the world. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name give glory for the sake of your steadfast love and your faithfulness. name we 
If you wish to discuss anything in this programme with me, David Friary, please contact me via our studio. Please join us next time for further thoughts from the Psalms. <laughs>